<laughs> you see how big Jay's eyes got? So big. It reminds me of my wife. We took a college math class together. And you know when everybody's like getting up, like any questions? My wife's the one that's like raised her hand. You're like, what? Like, while we're here. And everybody's like got all their stuff in their arms. everybody to the Junction City Podcast. I'm your host Dan Martinez. With me in the studio, I've got to my left, John Miles, Colby Peterson, Meg Sanders, Danny Brewer, Shane Forster. Yes, special guest in the house, uh, Danny Brewer. On today's show, no R-E-S, what? And Meg. Oh, Meg, Meg doesn't give Meg. it. I've never Meg been special my whole <laughs> life. Is that a party? Thanks, no, never special. You were special last episode <laughs> because she brought the cookies too and are so delicious. Oh, wow. On today's show, no R E S P E C T from our own Senator Curtis. Lee. Yep, Senator Mike Senators Lee. down in uh, on Congress. Mike Lee. In Cong- Mike Lee. Whoever. Cares. The rhyme was Mike Lee, yeah. but it's cool. <laughs> and Danny Brewer in the house making Junction City podcast. Hashtag Union Strong. I'm going to say hashtag. But first, went to the ancestral homeland this weekend. It's, it's what's Who was that? <laughs> what's going on, dude? You just <laughs> asked what's Sorry, going on. He'll fill it, it, it in. It, it, it that my means eye like peyote like, trip or something. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What's, Episode what's 87. Tell us what, um, what you did there. So, what, what kind of ancestors... Are we talking about here, Kobe? All right, so I went wow. down to my ancestral homeland this this weekend. So my family Ireland? Was, no, I didn't go to Ireland. Oh, went to Ireland in October. <laughs> but uh, no, my my family's from a small town in, in southern Utah, in Garfield County, called Boulder. Uh, if you just hike, take Highway 12. Colorado, yeah. No, not Colorado. Oh, Nevada, Utah. Wait, yeah, Nevada? Screw me over right here. What is this? Small town. I think there's a town called Boulder in every state. Yeah, I think there is. I've been to Boulder, Nevada. No. No, is it, there's one in Utah. That's Where's that? That's Boulder City, right? Yeah, Wait, Boulder yeah. City. Where but, Where is this at in Utah? Yeah, this is like National Park. So do you guys, yeah. So, so you guys know where Tory is? It's on. Nope. Some, no. You know where Capitol Reef National Park? Is? Oh, oh okay. no, no. Okay, no. heard of it. It's the highway that goes south, like from Richfield, right? Kind of. Oh. South from Richfield. Yeah. It's like so two canals. South from there. Two yeah. canals. Go from Richfield down over. to down to Loa, Bicknell, yep. Torrey. What? You go you south. Doing so far As of the 2010 the census, the town population to was 226. On okay. It's, <laughs> one, it's one of the state's scenic byways. Yes. We're right. The All American Highway. And I Dear God, is it nice down there? Pretty. Uh, it's, it's so they've got a few things, but but one of the main things here is that like they've got a couple this things. Is, this is like <laughs> this is ground zero for the National Monument. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Right. It's you know Grand Staircase Tuscaloosa National Monument is right there. And my family used to ranch down there, so my wife and I went down there and we camped and we hiked Cascade Falls. And was it warm? Uh, it was it was rainy, you know, mm. like it was kind of blustery, but we we weren't like super cold either, so it was fine. But my family's from there, and we went down there and checked it out. Shout it out to the uh, Garfield County Democrats. I know they had their convention in Escalante today <laughs> or on uh, Saturday. See, population well, of two sixty—that's like a half a person. Yeah. It was just a half a person. I mean, there. Shout out to the Garfield. Anybody County. else make it out of Weber County this week? Uh, I did. Because uh, I live in Davis County. <laughs> oh, that's right. Shame. 
So yeah, who? No, it's been a dad week for me. I've been like dance recital, preschool graduation. I've been a proud dad. Your My own? son uh, took his first like real steps around the house. Aww. All right. Yeah. Good. It's good stuff. More demolition to your home. Oh, he's Another yeah, he's crazy already. Yep. Reaching up on countertops. That's why we can't have nice things. That's true. What about you all? I don't know. Well, I I've complained about this a million times because my I am a stay-at-home mom for the last year and my husband is working on going to Mars. I'm simplifying it because I'm too stupid to get the whole thing, but he's building the SLS, the space launch system that's supposed oh. to go to Mars. Okay. And the test is May 30th. Cross your fingers. And so I all week have been alone. Do and they I'm, test it here? Yeah. 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 Like, mm-hmm. in like out at the yeah. Out oh boy, yeah. what's up? 105, May How many 30th. Of those? You, they just shoot off a rocket? Or, I mean, they well, just no, blast you have, it across the It's down, base. like it's, it's... Right, they shoot it sideways, but, right? But yeah, it's sideways. It's called the Omega by Northrop Grumman. So if you haven't ever seen one of those, Mars. you should really go yeah. check it out. Well, They're pretty cool. I remember I elementary, I went to one. Yeah, it'll it'll be everywhere. Um, From what my husband told me, they've invited over 2,000 people from around the world I Didn't mean, invite me. this is the competition for elon <laughs> musk this really is what, yeah, yeah this is oh. it and so um mm, maybe i don't want this yeah, to work yeah go protest <laughs> just go, go hold up a picture of elon musk <laughs> just so kidding me i've been all by myself speaking That's of elon musk let's no, talk about no, uh, and killing bambi this week <laughs> you <laughs> killed <laughs> a deer didn't that happen last night did your last tesla night? run down a I, deer i um <laughs> yeah. So it locked in and chased the deer. Yeah. Did it do that thing from Knight Rider where the red box goes over? It was the a deer. new software update, and um, yeah, wow. it's it's a uh, it's uh, got a kill mode on there. And just we'll shut up, Shane. No, a, a deer ran right out in front of me, and you know what though? And so and what so, happened? No, so, tell us. So it slammed okay, on the brake right, and wait, didn't hit the no, 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 okay, auto I was. Wait, did Should Tesla save your no, life? No, I thought you decided this was not going to be for broadcast. Were you in Shane auto mode? Shane decided it was. I was in auto mode. So it I didn't pull all this stuff out of anyway. the deer then. Wait, was I, this I was actually an old lady? And I was going, deer? I was going for, no, <laughs> no, I was going like 40 on uh, on 2000 West in in Sunset, or no, I'm sorry, uh, Syracuse, right. on the border of Syracuse and West Point, and it's 11 o'clock at night, and a a deer right jumps right out and and hits the front of my tesla the deer hit you the deer hit me i was not i was the innocent one there and wait a minute but, but it hit the but front of the car called, so i called the cops and the cops were like you have to cut <laughs> like what do you i had to pull around to make sure it was a deer at first because i was a little worried there were kids playing scooters and i was like i was shaking my fist at him earlier and then I was like, oh my God, did I just get like, one of those? We're going to pay that son of a bitch back. Jump in front of his car. <laughs> those damn lime scooters are remember me yelling so at Maybe I'll drive but itself. It, it wasn't it a kid or a deer. It wasn't a kid. Oh, it was definitely a deer. And I, and I hit it so hard. I was That's like, what I would say if I hit a kid. I hit it so hard, I hit it back into the median. I was on the far outside lane and I hit it back into the median. Anyway. But wait, what did uh, it do to your car? The still on there. I saw gross. I saw pictures of your car. blood spatter. Did it dent it out? No, no, that, that's so. I called the cops, and uh, he came. Um, Fixed your he talked. He talked about no, because well, it was an accident report for for insurance. Anyway, um, he's like, "Wow, this Tesla really can oh, do some yeah. damage." And I was like, "Yeah, I know, right?" I'm over here talking about so, fucking dance recitals. So, yeah. You <laughs> ran. 
Yeah. Dan, I saw pictures of your car. There's a little repair to be done. Uh, barely any. Uh, My tank Tesla could take it, out a kid, yeah. but it only yeah. took out a deer. Okay. So <laughs> if you're in the market for a new car wow. and you want to go green, yeah. I suggest a Model S Tesla. Good to know. What about you, Danny? What do you do this week? Uh, I just went to work. I yeah. <laughs> it was pretty boring. I, well, I mean, I am a locomotive engineer, so That's it's kind of a cool. fun job. But uh, yeah, I ran I ran train out to Elko, Nevada, and came back. Oh, really? And you're yeah. sporting your Sesco Centennial. I am. You know, I'm I'm a little bit of what what we call in the industry a little bit of a foamer. Were you right someone who foams at the mouth when they oh. see trains and stuff like really? that? Really? So the, the train oh, fans are kind of nice. like the fanboys. We call them foamers. So I'm a little bit, I'm a fan for sure. So were you, you just know, all over group. it during the Sesquicentennial? Were you all over it? Sesquicentennial. I drove down the rail yard and, and tried to tried to video it coming in, and I missed that. But then mm-hmm. I got to come up, and, and I watched the, I, wa- I had some, work computer work to do at home and and i watched the uh ceremony on on uh the internet and then i went down again and watched them hustle the engines around did you uh, drop the five grand really cool. to get a ride on big boy i want to know who they paid three thousand dollars to evanston was it to to go to evanston up the scenic weaver and Canyon. i have to say that all the news and, stations and were on it thousand dollars if you wanted to ride in the yeah. dome car and oh, so you could see the crazy. steam coming Coming back over, over at you from the. From that would be the way to do it, really. honestly. But uh, if I had that money, I'd kind of do it. Like I've read a lot of books about. I give it to that's homeless where all children. The train and be like, I know this train would be fun, but I want yeah. you to eat tonight. But <laughs> a lot of the people that I worked with got to ride on it and uh, got to pilot it. You know, the the people that run them are a special crew, and they are based out of Cheyenne, and right. and they don't necessarily know the territory, so they put. Uh, uh, local crews on the trains with them to you know let them know the speeds of the curves mm. and things like lifetime that. experience uh-huh. that's for so sure that they, they know. so yeah that mm. was a pretty cool experience for a bunch of my uh Foma- foamers co-workers foamers yeah, yeah. Foamers. well foamers are not necessarily railroad employees oh foamers yeah, that's are just are like foaming that, in the mouth yeah, the trains. That, yeah i think, that, I think we're all that, foamers for that, different things you know know how many bolts are in a box car and things like that uh-huh. <laughs> you know, that, that how many yeah, I have no idea. Oh. Hey, he's not that deep. But, Come on, uh, how many? I do have bulbs? a friend who 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 like every time he sees a train, he writes down the engine number and keeps oh, wow. it in the log. And so he, <laughs> what? He, yeah, he knows all the trains. He's he knows exact. You know, across. he'll write down every every single engine number and huh. and and try and figure out. Shane does that with the know, graffiti apparently, and yeah. sprays it on his house oh, or something. Cool I love right, like big giant like um, pictures. Of what was it earlier that you were talking about? There was a big giant something on. What it was, was a that penis, shape? Dan. It was a penis. <laughs> Man, this yeah, is just I did. Oh, all right. Well, let's let's actually let's start the show. Let's get into dick it. Dick transition <laughs> here. <laughs> Speaking of yeah, dicks, dick let's talk about the Equality Act. Yeah. <laughs> let's talk about Mike Lee. All right. So uh, the House passed the Equity. Oh, man, the Equality Act. Uh, which makes sweeping reforms to the Civil Rights Act to include protections for the LGBTQ community on a vote of 236 to 173. Eight uh, Republicans. Eight Republicans, yeah, voted for that. I want to know. What? Eight not just all the Democrats. Yeah. It was also... Right, 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 right. It was not across party lines. Wow. Right? It was. 
No, because they Slightly. Republicans, yeah. Slightly. The Republicans crossed party lines. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> they crossed the aisle. Yeah. So what do we have to say about our representatives here though, Kobe? Well, so I think that um so I found a news article that talked about this and within the state it did pass, you know, for four representatives from the state it did pass along party lines. So John Curtis, Chris Stewart and our own Rob Bishop voted against this, while Ben McAdams down in um, Congressional District 4, the lone Democrat in the Congressional delegation, did vote for uh, the Equality Act, House Resolution 4, or 5, sorry. And so as, as soon as that happens, you know, then they're going to send it up to the Senate, and, you know, without delay, uh, Senator Mike Lee comes out on, on Twitter mm. and talks about how, well, why are we why are we passing this? You know, people are becoming more tolerant every day. Let me read his tweet. Yeah, go ahead and read. Yeah. Exactly so this here's a tweet from Mike Lee. Americans are becoming more tolerant every day, which is why the Equality Act is so counterproductive. It unnecessarily pits communities against each other and divides our nation when patience and understanding are so so sorely needed. It's almost like he's saying his base is ignorant. Like they don't understand the issue and they'll come around on their own. Right. But this will but if fire you legislate them up, it to them. It'll fire them up you and tell turn them how against to be. it. Right. Well, and what I would throw back to the senator is that, well, while you may believe that people are becoming more tolerant every day, hate crimes are going through the roof in this country. You know, like we're seeing all kinds of white nationalist crimes all over the place. You know, like the FBI is reporting, you know, double digit or like, like some like hundreds of percentages up over, you know, before 2016 on these crimes. And so it's like, I mean, if, if we look at the numbers and the answer is, well, no, like maybe they're not becoming more tolerant. Well, because all I these certainly know happening. when right. a white, straight Republican male tells me that things are better and safer and people are protected. Oh, yeah. He's got a real good glimpse of what reality <laughs> is. Right. I'm sure that guy really knows what it's like to be a gay man in America to know if things are better. Well, right. And I mean, who at this table hasn't heard that America isn't ready for a gay mayor like Mayor Pete? I mean, a gay president like Mayor Pete. Sure. You hear that? Even though we got a standing ovation on Fox News when he did his town hall. Right. The yeah. Town hall. yeah, he did. Well, and so, so and I also so got to say, like, Republicans... But, but that's a good question, though, because... And I don't want to, like, go too far off of the point here, but... Um, so Tupac said this in the 90s, right? We weren't ready for a black president, and we had a black president, and I really don't think that we were ready for it. Huh. I mean, I mean, I, like, I, tell I, me that we weren't, t- uh, because look at it now. Look at it. Uh, we got Donald Trump right after. You know what I mean? Like, so are you saying we can't elect Cory Booker because I don't? I, we're gonna no, get that I'm, same I'm thing. They're always like, gonna throw it in the black president's face. I, I, I guess I'm not saying him, that you know. we don't we don't need to, um, or we we shouldn't, or we're not. No, I don't know that America as a whole is ready for it. I mean, how do they get ready without I, just I think like that we, we we still need to push for 70% it? percent of Americans right? are ready. Yeah, 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 yeah. That, no, yeah, forward. we still need to go forward with it. But man, if you're saying that are we ready for it? I I don't know, John. I don't I don't think that all of America is ready for it. God, no, they aren't. I, mean, I think it's maybe a, it's a generational thing. Uh, yeah, I think that the people who are exposed to this and realize that an alternate lifestyle is not a deviant lifestyle right start to right. realize that the that a person or a couple that have an alternate view of how a family should be raised or things like that uh, mm-hmm. whereas we look at the baby boomer generation and 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 the greatest generation of the 50s where you know 
you're still dealing with self-named old, greatest old, generation old, old stereotypes <laughs> where where people up. don't even want women to lead to be in the workplace you know right. the, these stereotypes persist because because these these people are still part of our community and they still maintain those stereotypes unfortunately mm. i think that it's it's kind of like you know when we we look at music for example you know and we look at the the generation it's like i can't listen to what my kids listen to because i don't understand it and unfortunately uh, you know it's it, thrash those, rap or whatever it is now exactly. mumble rap god yeah. those guys are the worst you know <laughs> and, I, and i'm back from the like listening no? to youtube i don't and, even know what that is god i feel old for me there's something <laughs> called that and i don't know mumblecore yeah, you do yeah, listen to mumble rap a lot. I got to try yeah, to relate well, with that my was, kid. That I'm trying. That was what we listened to, you know, on YouTube. Bono was born on May 10th. It was a big, big band in my high school years. And, you know, but, and those those big arena rock type type bands. I thought more interesting. Journey. Journey is just a little bit, maybe three or four years ahead of you but, oh. but it's the same thing yeah, we you know it's a generational thing mm-hmm. i think that once you're exposed to something personally it becomes less fearful to you and i don't be, i think that a lot of america just isn't exposed to what the reality of having a, a person with an alternative lifestyle in their community really means and it's really not anything to be afraid of but uh-huh. it's just something that i they would counter it's not a lifestyle either you know you are gay it's not a lifestyle. Oh, right. Like, not a choice. Right, right, right. And, and right. Well, yeah, and I it's not apologize a, like a, for, for, right. for I, calling it that. Geez, I mean, what do you... How can no, you... No, I'm with you. I'm with you. you know, but I, I wanted to bring up this one point, okay? Yeah. So the Mormon church came out, you know, saying that they, they were against out? this... They came out? Wow. That is new. They came out against the Equality we Act. And so then you have Representative Curtis talking. Here's what kills me, is... Literally, I just read a quote about one of the big reasons why it was voted down is it didn't protect the religious freedoms right. of people if they didn't want to marry people that are LGBTQ, blah, blah, blah. It actually said it doesn't protect religious freedom. And I just can't get over that you think that the Christian religion needs protection. Hmm. That is not the minority. You don't need to protect the Christian religion. It's already in everything who's not are the lgbtq people they are not at the table christian folk are at the table yeah i think the interesting thing is because because you know the one the the lone you know we talk about ben mcadams voting for the equality act and one of the reasons that he did was you know he took his time on the floor to to kind of clarify one point and he he asked this exact question right his question was like well are people going to be allowed to continue to meet in their meeting houses and do the stuff just like they are now you know and you know i think he was sort of fishing for like will will you know churches like the lds church be forced to perform same-sex marriages which isn't going to happen right and and the answer was no like that's it's going to be status quo what you have now is what is going to happen yes because orrin hatch increased. put that in place in 1993 with the religious protection act i mean you're already so established right? you are protected and i hate to tell you you're gay, you're not going, hey, I want to get married at your church where you hate me. I mean, nobody's going and petitioning <laughs> to get married there anyway. So, yeah, that's fair. Cool your britches. But but I think that it's just sort of disingenuous on Republicans' part because, you know, for the 
so John Curtis talked about voting against this because he didn't like the process. You know, there wasn't they didn't allow for amendments or any sort of thing like that. But then also he felt that, like you said, taking the church's line, that he didn't it didn't protect religious freedom enough. And so he votes against it, and there was nothing to be found. Um, didn't on protect the majority. Yeah, the, it how, was to protect the minority. Yeah, and so that's where I'm just sort of like, no, I don't really like that argument because it's status quo for those folks. Like nothing is changing for them. You know, just because you're giving more rights to one group, it doesn't diminish your rights over here. It's not a zero-sum game. Very. I love that. And so uh, I think what we're asking people to do, because our representative bishop, he basically has had nothing to say about this, right? Voted no, yeah. God, John, I can hear you eating. (laughs) That's just me talking. I made delicious cookies. Then John will let us have treats anymore. That's right. right, right. Sorry, sorry. Go on, John. I do have a delicious cookie. <laughs> and but I'm not eating it. It doesn't matter. Okay, uh, yeah, sorry. <laughs> anyways, uh call so Bishop, call Bishop he votes against it, but he doesn't say anything about it. He deserves to be put on the record, uh, be held accountable. He should explain why he's not supporting all of these people. Here, here. Yeah. Right. So, so that's what we're we're pushing for, right, Kobe? Yeah, so that, I think that that's the call to action on this this particular story is like, okay, um, our local congressman, because it hasn't gone to the Senate yet, so even though Mike Lee feels that it's counterproductive in his words, they, the Senate hasn't had a chance to weigh in. But Rob Bishop has weighed in, and he's voted against it, and there's no press release on his website about why. I mean, this is, this is a story that's made national news, and he hasn't talked about it. So I think it's incumbent upon us as his constituency, call him, ask him why he voted against it, you know, get it in his own words. Like, you need to explain to me why, justify your vote. You know, we may disagree with that vote, and obviously we do, but at least make him know that people are watching and that they're listening and that they want to know why you're not supporting this thing. Because like we said, just because you give rights over here doesn't mean that someone else's rights get diminished. Beautifully said. <laughs> so we'll have uh, I mean. the phone numbers and email addresses in the show notes so that you can do that. We should put that out too on um, on Facebook, a poll. <laughs> nope, <laughs> no polls, dude. Oh no, why? Polls. Come on! Dude, I, I, just I love the that. interaction between uh, our get our uh, audience. Yeah, okay. how much of it have you looked at? <laughs> I've liked everything on our social liar. media page. <laughs> you what? Looked at I have too. Shut up, Dan. No, you have. You're a liar. <laughs> Has anybody no. answered any of our polls? Cool. How many answers to our polls have we gotten? Well, th- here's his. Well, Dan has. He's at home and he's like, yeah, click. Uh, Dan even has. Well, you don't even <laughs> answer your own poll. <laughs> there hasn't been a poll. That's the whole that's point. Well, Danny and I are guests. We're gonna go answer the poll. We'll put it out. Yeah. We'll yeah. Every yeah. single week, Colby oh. says he's putting a poll up. Right. He never does. Thank, Thank you. Do. Thank exactly. you. It's my fault. Okay. I wanted to know what people. <laughs> I like that. We're singing in karaoke. <laughs> I think we should. That should be. That should be a tradition. Every week we should say we're doing a poll. And then we should never do it. Well, right now it's the tradition, so I'm sorry. If you want to answer the poll, you find your own way. DM us. Yeah, that's on. That's on them. Yeah, that's not. That's not an us thing. That's a them thing. Yeah, you tell them all the ways to contact us, and they never do it. Well, all right. So, moving back from polls to trains. No. Yeah, that's not a good segue. Yeah, that's a good segue. Uh, we do have Danny Brewer in here. <laughs> oh, that to was speak great. To us. Yeah, yeah, that was, I, yeah, I, I, I was a little confused at first. What was that was? Yeah, it's a train horn. Dude, that That's was a callback yeah, no. to like when we first started the the, the yeah, podcast. Yeah, and we're we did Junction City. Oh, oh yeah. yeah, we did the train thing because we all oh, love okay. trains. Never mind. 
and railroad employees. I would employees. love to see Shane pretend to toot a horn. Shane is a frother. He probably knows the sound well. Choo-choo. Shane's definitely a frother. Uh, but we have Danny. Oh, no. Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> yeah. No, no, don't <laughs> say I'm here. Danny's like, I'm I don't want to do this now. <laughs> I really don't. Oh, it just Shane's choo-choo ruined it for me. Yeah. <laughs> These guys don't know shit about yeah, trains. It's interesting because there's a whole debate on how many chugga-chuggas should be for oh. every chew. It's oh. two. It's a two chugga. No, there's three, right? Chugga, it's chugga, no, chugga, 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 you know, the only experience I have with that is from the Simpsons. Trick question. Depends on the incline of the hill, right? It's all about. There's like actually, if you go on Reddit, there's like literally hundreds of pages on how many chugga chuggas. Holy subreddits. So, Danny, tell us about yourself. Yeah, you're here for the yeah. Anyway. Right? On a serious note. <laughs> this is about the uh, people in the trains. Yeah. Um, <laughs> well, just labor like in general, that, right? Yeah. Um, I am a union rep for the railroaders here in Ogden, Utah. And there's about 100 or so of us that work, or more even. I can tell you exactly how many employees, but there's, there's well over 100 of us that are working that I represent. In uh, most of them work in the Ogden Yard. Mm-hmm. There, as you go over 24th Street by enough, you can look down. And you can, is it I'm mostly probably like down there, waiting. hooking on hooking cars, yeah, switching around the trains <laughs> and things like that. That's those are the people that I represent. All right, and uh, they are uh, union members that are that work under collective bargaining agreement, which allows them really a pretty darn good wage. And great benefits, retirements, uh, access to family medical leave, and uh, oh my gosh, I'm a technical benefits as as far as being represented by uh, a national union, and uh, worked there for almost 15 years. What are you doing over there? Yeah. I'm, trying oh my God. I'm trying to do social media because I was like, I'll, I'll get some social media, and I obviously suck. Okay, sorry, <laughs> You talked yourself up the I'm whole time. I totally lost my train of thought. You were talking about how better retirement. All right. No, I just wanted to say that, that uh, you know, before that I worked construction. I was non-union, and I worked for several companies around the, the county and, and the state. And uh, when I when I got this job that I'm at now, I realized how important ha- being a member of a union is, especially if you're working for a large corporation or if you're in a trade. And uh, as I became more active, I I just started wanting to tell people about it, you know. Well, I think and, that's uh, a excellent point. Like, it goes back to what we're saying about the Equality Act. It's about exposure. Like, I was really the same. Is. Until I was exposed to a union, I was like, I don't even, I don't even care. It's not even on my radar. It's not something that you really think about. Most of the people out here in Utah are not union members, and uh, really, it's unfortunate that, that they don't even really understand what benefits come from being a member of an organization. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's why I came down here to talk to you guys today is just to let you know that we are here, and that there are a lot of people. There's something like 4,400 people in uh, the 
top four counties in Utah that are working under a collective bargaining agreement. Oh. And so we're not a small group. We're not very vocal, but uh, we do um, we do have a lot of us that are that are doing that. And I think that uh, it's an untapped potential because unions are really becoming under fire on the national level. There's well, not even just becoming. I mean, so they've been under fire for for since yeah. since for a hundred years. Of <laughs> yeah, course. it's just they've always, always an escalating been degree. Going back to the, the 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 history of unions in Utah has not been a very good one. Right. I mean, up in Park City, you had the whole thing with the uh, International Workers of the World, and and uh, you know the, the the whole part there. And I I don't really I'm not a I'm not a History buff. History buff, but I do know that Utah, in in the early part of the 20th century, really had a lot of problems with with union strikes and yeah. and, and people were actually so killed who, over it. So who uh, who negotiates your your all uh, collective agreements? Yeah, uh, agreements. For my work, my collective agreements are negotiated through a coordinated bargaining group of all of the general committees in my union negotiate with all of the class one railroads as a whole mm. well, so you, on so the you, national level so you we elect have members of your union yes and they negotiate with the are companies. they elected negotiators yes they yeah, are they're elected wow. members wow. they're elected members yeah. of, of union five to, five to ten people something like that am i thinking it's actually that, nego- that negotiate with on the national level we have a team that that is like 13, 14 members, I believe. Do you have a local collective gar- bargaining agreement no, for the state, didn't. or you have a national? We have a we have certain collective bargaining agreements that work on certain properties or for what we call properties companies. Right. Um, so there there are certain agreements that are negotiated with, say, BNSF Railroad or CSX Railroad or, or UP oh, gotcha. Railroad, but our national wage and benefits and vacation and those kind of things those kind of things are negotiated on the national level. So you have a one national union? Like we do. one national union, no local unions. We do have local we okay. have local chapters. Right. Local chapters. Yeah. Okay. We have local chapters. We call them, you know, um, locals. And but, you, yeah. but yeah, so yeah. and they and they work, you know, they work with like I'm I'm the local, one of the local chairman. I'm the vice local chairman, which is the same as a union steward in uh, probably in, in your shop they work on on the floor i i don't right. i'm a i work for the company i'm not i'm not full-time union employee i'm just uh basically representing the employees that work at my company right and the union is railroad specific is it that right is. The, my, my union is railroad specific there are actually two unions that that are that uh have whole contracts that right one is for the engineers and the other one is for uh, oh, the, the right, conductors right. and the switchmen and the brakemen and then there's another another uh, division of the union that covers like the maintenance employees and the signal employees, the electricians, boilermakers. Right. Is, but yeah. you uh, say there's a hundred in Ogden and 4,400 in the state. Is that right? No, total total uh, union. That includes teachers, plumbers, oh, oh, gotcha. electricians, steel workers. In the top of yep. Utah, in uh, the top four counties of Utah, there's about 4,400 oh. or so uh, employees that are that are 
um, under some kind of collective bargaining agreement see, yeah. through, their, through their So Danny, do you guys have any luck organizing the non-union railroaders in the Ogden area? We, as the SMART union, that's the Sheet Metal Air Rail and Transportation Union, we are a closed shop governed by the Railway Labor Act. So we don't, I don't personally handle organizing because we really only have one or, or two companies that, that, we, that we work, but the, on, the, on the regional scale, we do have uh, certain people that like go down and work with the, the smaller class twos and attempt to organize them. When we were successful in organizing the, um, the people that work at the uh, intermodal facility in Salt Lake a few years ago, so they, oh. that was pretty good. How many people in the room right now have been or are a member of the union? Uh, where they work, I, I, I kind of want to see. So I mean, I have, yeah, I mean, I'm an intern where I work, but there's no union. Yeah, where, you, where <laughs> intern. Dude, you're not even really part of the company. I'm not <laughs> exactly. If they have there's a oh. strong union at my home, <laughs> yeah. but it it can get pretty, pretty bad. My union. Yeah. There's been death threats. Things <laughs> <laughs> like that. Shane, you're <laughs> obviously you you're one, right? I'm a 23 year member of the plumbers and steam fitters. Woohoo! Union Local 140. What about you, John? I've been a member. You've been a member? Are you currently a member? No, I'm not. Why not? That's an interesting... So that's a different story. Oh, that's a long... Danny and I have... I feel like the unions are a little different. Um, The public sector. I don't think they are. I don't think they're as different as you think. Go ahead. I mean, when I got out of school, and it was like, go to college, or my dad was like, you're either going to be a sprinkler fitter, you're going to the post office, you're going to the railroad, or you're going to the plumber's union. One of those, right? Or you're going to college. Because those four things gave you a pension, insurance, you know, decent wages. a decent wage. He knew that if I picked one of those, and actually I put my, my application for the railroad, but the plumbers called me first. So, yeah, he knew that if I had one of those, I was taken care of the rest of my life, right? Right. He didn't have to worry about me. Right, I don't. I've never negotiated a wage. I've never paid a uh, insurance premium in 23 years. You know, it's. I feel like that's different. I. There's no way. Let's see. When you guys are talking about your unions, mm-hmm. I don't even know what they are. Right. They just. I mean, when I talk to people, they're like, "Yeah, I'm kind of in the union. They kind of represent. You know, like <laughs> things go bad, we call our union rep." Yeah. You know what I mean? But I'm not... <clears throat> well, and Danny's union sounds a lot like ours. Yeah. But it's kind of the AFL-CIO that sort of really eludes me as far as how it works. Like, you get under their umbrella, but it seems like you're still kind of a small chapter. I don't understand that, who does your negotiating. The one at Hill Air Force Base, right? No, is that AFL-CIO? No, they're no, sort the of AFL like... CIO they'll take all the trades. The, the AFL-CIO is the American Federation of Labor, and it is an organization oh, okay, of okay, okay. many unions... Yeah. That are come together and 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 fight and and collectively uh, lobby for employees' rights and labor union rights. So well, well, let me tell you how we confederation of unions. Let me tell you yeah. how we negotiate. So you go to a union meeting and you elect. We elect five people, mm-hmm. and those five people meet with all the owners of union Shops. mechanical contractors, right? Mm-hmm. 
they pick like three guys to represent them. So over a six month period, they'll have meetings bi-monthly, I guess, and they'll talk about wages. We'll bring what we think, you know, we deserve, and then they counter offer, and this goes on and on for like six months. So we negotiate our own wage in this state, right? If it doesn't happen, if we can't agree, then it goes to Colorado, um, what do you call it? It's mediation me. board. Mediation board, yep. And then they'll go. They'll look at like the states around, how many guys are working, you know what I mean? Wages, income in the state, cost of living, and then they throw out a number. And it's usually a pretty solid number for it. So we don't get screwed on that. I mean, it costs. They make a recommendation. Right, and it costs us money to have them do that, right? Mm -hmm. So it's better off. This is the first time in like 25 years, two years ago, is when we came to an agreement. You know, there's been times where we wanted $8 over four years, and the owners wanted three, and wow. and the mediation came back with eight fifty, more than both. You know what I mean? Like, so who are the people in this state who are contracting with the union labor? So you have like CC, you mean the companies? Yeah. So you have like CCI Mechanical, MSS, um, Commercial Mechanical. There's forty or fifty companies. Like pretty big companies. Uh, some most of them are. Like, what is, I mean, is the misconception that your bid is going to be higher than a non-union contract? No, like, so, I mean, I'm kind of management, uh -huh. right? So, I get to get involved, not, not in, involved in the bidding, but most of our bids are within 5 to 10% of each other. Mm -hmm. Sometimes we're low when we get the job. Sometimes we're high because companies want union labor, right? Train labor. They know we can, you know, an advantage of being... Um, working with the union as an owner is you just call the union hall and you get a trained guy that comes out, right? right? So, like for me, like tomorrow morning, I show up to work. I called five guys for on Thursday. I don't know who they are. Five guys are showing up that have been through five years of school, and you know, and they're trained. What instead of ads in the paper, you mm -hmm. know what I mean? Negotiating wages, they know what they're going to make. Mm. Does that make sense? So yeah. if you go bid a job and you need 50 guys, you call the union hall and you say, I need 50. And if you can't, you start calling nationally, hmm. right, to get guys. I mean, that's what the union's job is, is to find to find, you find the labor pool. And, and that's fairly common in most of the trade unions. Uh, right. It's You've got an apprenticeship and program right. that uh, usually works with the local colleges and... Right. and then you get a certification in your trade, whether it be a steel worker, right. boiler maker, electrician, and then that certification gives you the right to well, pretty much go down to your union hall, which acts kind of like a staffing company, mm -hmm. and yeah. they they basically say uh, that there's a company that has made a contract with the union, and they'll the union will provide. Uh, the labor for that project or maybe it's it's an ongoing maybe it's a shop it might not be a job it right. might be a shop so mm. so uh, you yeah know, you have certain so shops that that they have a, that, a job that, that they just continually do that work and you get that quality quality work mm -hmm. and then um, mine's different because uh, we actually have one company or maybe two companies that are very large you know so there's only one owner <laughs> and, and that's that's a 
you know, the company that I work for has 40,000 employees. Right. In, well, what you so. do have in common, I I don't know a lot about you, mm-hmm. I fully admit that, but you, you guys have both said earlier that if people would join the unions or those that are outside of it are actually working against themselves. They're making it so that the wages can't be higher. Mm-hmm. Am I understanding that? Well, yeah, I mean, basically, you know, say you want somebody to wire your house you can call somebody on the classified ads and have somebody show up and give you a bid and tell you they're going to do a great job and maybe they will maybe they won't you don't know what level of training they've had you don't know anything about them other than maybe what reviews they've gotten from other customers or you can go to the union hall and say i need a person who is certified that it that I know isn't going to that you know that we're talking about wiring so uh, you know I know that they know all the codes and I'm and and if they do something wrong then they're bonded and they and and I can sue them you know and where these fly-by-night outfits you know they might just disappear they might go bankrupt they mm-hmm. might change their names you know there's no quality of work so to speak and there's no there are, assurance of quality there's no right? assurance right. of quality you know i'm not saying there are a lot of companies that do really great work i'm not going to say that they aren't but they don't have it's a crapshoot if you're it really is you know you're basically going to angie's list or whatever and saying mm-hmm. i'm going to have you know i'm going to call somebody to come you know fix my roof and you hope that that person has had some experience fixing my roof you know and then oh, yeah. And but uh, so there's, it's an assurance thing. So as an owner of a company, right? Right. you want to have a quality product. You want to hire quality people, and the labor union provides that quality, provides that assurance of quality, and that's something that that is really valuable. You know, to especially if that person is is, is trying to, if that person is or that that person that wants the the entity is like the state. You know, for example, they want to have a, a, a contractor come in and. And 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 pour concrete on sidewalks and things like that. They, they have a lot of standards or or plumbing or whatever. Like like Danny's saying in the plumbers union, the owners, the contractors, and the union themselves have built their own school. Um, back when I was in it, we uh, partnered with Salt Lake Community College, so it was a five-year program. You got an associate's degree out of it, but you know some of the unions they get a bad rap just haven't being slackers they're slow um yeah but my experience i know in my union is those guys they have to finish school in five years right i don't i don't know if you've done like if you have a plumber come to your house he may have a plumbing license but he may be like a 12-year apprentice right he pays his 50 bucks every two years to get his apprentice license doesn't mean he's going to school doesn't mean he's doing anything right the union guys have five years and they go two semesters, five year, two semesters a year, five years, and if they miss more than like one class a semester, their raises are held back. If they miss too much, they go on probation. You know, like and it forces that, them to, move and then they're kicked out. Quality, yeah, become. And a quality I mean, they're person. gone. I mean, it's yeah, it, it, it forces them. It is them. the yeah. same thing in my industry. We do have a training program that is that has been created as a joint venture between the union and and the railroads. And there are definitely federal certifications that we hold. I'm a certified uh, class one engineer, for example. Hmm. And uh, 
that took is the non years. is the non-union held to the same standard um they are as far as the federal level required to do some tests and stuff like that to to hold their license depending on for example whether they could be the, the railroads are divided in class one class two class three which is basically how fast you can you can run the train and what the speed of the track is you know and the, the amount of weight that you can carry in it that's that's about the most basic way to explain it so you have small small uh or uh class two class three railroads in weber county um that go out and deliver cars to say bdo the little switch engine that you might see running around the bdo is is its own little company i see and they can only go 10 miles an hour that's as fast as they can go so and they're not unionized as far as i know they are not, I'm not aware of them currently being unionized. Uh-huh. So anybody could walk on there and for whatever, you know, they wouldn't necessarily, at some point they'd have to, to meet federal standards, but, uh, you know, they, they could potentially not have any experience in crash the train, mm-hmm. spill stuff. We've kind of heard the stuff. sales pitch, why you would hire a union worker. Mm-hmm. Right. What's the sales pitch for the people that are not in a union? Right, joining the union. Or those that left a union. Mm-hmm. What What would you say to them, the because, asset? So here's, uh, so. Well, that's easy. Yeah, go ahead. Um, the pay is so much better. <laughs> Bottom line. <laughs> the benefits are so much better. Right. The retirement, the pension, health insurance. Yeah, go find a pension somewhere else in the private yeah. sector. Go yeah. ahead. So you don't. You know, so you don't. Are right. and then the protection. You know, uh, one of the big parts that I have in my job as a union rep is protecting people from being fired. Mm-hmm. You know, you have to go through an investigation process when the company finds something that you've done wrong say sleeping on the job or something like that you can talk through that whereas if you work for small-time construction company your boss comes in and he says oh i found you 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 built that house wrong you're out of here you know they can't do that you work for the union there's there's protection there you know and and uh you know that the work that you put in pays a certain wage everybody is paid the same like i worked in a non-union steel company for several years and uh, I found out that the person that I was working with who was doing the same work that I was doing was making three dollars more an hour than me mm. and uh, they threatened that person they they threatened that person with their job because they, that person told me that they were making more than mm. me right you know which is just ridiculous yeah, I, I was you know that situation person situation says I was me he was making nineteen dollars an hour and this was this was and I was making $16 an hour in a little steel shop that's now closed. And, uh, but so I went to my boss and I said, this guy, I'm doing the same work, same work, the exact same work. And, uh, he said, well, you got hired before he did and we needed people badly, uh, when we hired him. And so he, we, it was the market, mm-hmm. you know, and that would be, that is simply unacceptable it is. in, 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 in a union shop, you know? Yeah, so when I was uh, 18 years old, I really wanted to be a cabinet maker. I wanted to be a carpenter. Mm-hmm. That was the thing I wanted to do. I spent a lot of time. And I got state certification in cabinet making, all that good stuff, right? So first job, I went and worked for a cabinet shop out in Layton. And uh, these guys were good because they hired a lot of guys from the halfway house. Guys were trying to make the transition out of incarceration back into, you know, life. And um, 
it was great. You, know, <clears> you, know, you had a lot of guys who genuinely were trying to make it make a way, right? But what I found out as an 18-year-old, you know, with some certs was that there were guys that were making a lot more money, like, you know, like you're saying, Danny, like three, four dollars an hour more. We're doing the same job. Exactly. But, you know, I'm an 18-year-old kid, so I don't need that money. But this guy is, you know, 35 and, right. and he's making, you know, that, that much more an hour. And it's like, you're basically, what, what gives? We call that being an at-will employee. Basically, you are negotiating your own wage with the company individually. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, Basically, whatever agreement you make with your boss as to what you get paid is what you get paid. And the person who's next to you makes their own same agreement. Or a different agreement. Or a different agreement. Makes what agreement is right for them. And so you're actually competing with the person that you're working with every day to some extent. And that's, you know, that there's just something wrong with that, in my opinion. You know, Um, you're on the same team. You should be competing against each other. So I think that, that having... You know, my the people that I represent can come to me and say, I've done this, and what is what does that pay? You know, I've performed right. this service, I have this this time slip to put in, and I can tell them, you know, this this is what it's paid. In fact, we it's you know, it's posted on, on the wall, the wages, you know. Yeah, you can go right and, on the website and, and see my wages. When the contracts come out, those are those are posted publicly. Right. And then you vote on those as a as a group, as a union, you vote um, you know, our negotiators negotiate a tentative contract and then they bring that contract back to the membership and that membership votes on whether that contract is going to go or not. And if it doesn't, then those guys have to go back to the drawing board, basically. And uh, then and then if, if it doesn't work out, then there's mediation and there's arbitration and, and uh, eventually... Eventually, uh, work stoppages and strikes and and all kinds of things. But it seems like those are kind of fewer well, and far between. Yeah, if you're a non-union plumber right now, or I'm guessing the same thing with the railroad, mm-hmm. I want you to think that when you bid against a union contractor, you're not 20% cheaper. You're getting the job. Your owner is bidding to win that job by 2% cheaper, 3% cheaper right but the labor is 50 percent cheaper so your owner is taking that money so if a union contractor can make money paying union wages why isn't your boss paying you that right right i mean what in your head are you thinking that you owe him something because he gave you a job yeah he deserves that much of a thing if you look at how much buildings cost now when i got in 98 Right, the same building is three times the amount of money, but our wage is only fifty percent more. Mm-hmm. Right, the non-union wage is probably only twelve percent more. You know, fifteen percent more. And in my industry, really, union versus non-union, it's more than double. Right. When you that do it that way, crazy. Yes, that to me it's is more the most than clear description I, right there. So, but why look, you would join I mean, a union? Yeah, but for like um. When mm. I wonder, does anyone That's here okay. know? Because so, say for example, I know some people in media who, <clears throat> I mean, they never really talked about unionizing, but they would tell me, 
somebody would come around and start talking about unionizing, they would just get fired right away. Is that true, man? Yeah. <clears throat> it's, crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. it's crazy. It's crazy. And I, I'm sure well, it happens we'll, we'll in go, all kinds of industries. They will pull out that like right to work so quick. Stolfers. Mm-hmm. And that there's Stolfers. a million other people that want this position, especially in media. Uh-huh. There's a million other people that want your spots. Well, we'll sure. Just scan your ass They've just automated at least half the jobs in media, yes. so yes. they can really... I mean, yeah, fire we whoever they need. But the engineers usually yeah, are. They won't allow us to oh. wear the yeah. union gear. We have to take all the union stuff off if we're going. They only hire union workers to build one? their building, but they yeah. don't want union uh, workers in their plant. Yeah, that was my one thing. I just didn't know. Like, I, I, I probably won't say anything. So, about, but like, yeah, we, we're let's but, go ahead, Kobe. So, Danny, I, I did want to ask about that, right? Because, like, because, like, just that short little conversation that we had right there, where somebody maybe they're coming into a workplace. They maybe like to begin to get folks together to organize a union and bargain for higher wages, and they say, "Right to work, pal." Like, or uh, it's at will work, right? Mm-hmm. So it's like you can be fired for any reason. Yeah. Are there but, resources? But but what I want to understand is right to work, right? Because it's it's a thing that we hear a lot, especially from okay, so other side, and and I want to understand it deeper. Okay, so what right to work is? Yeah. Basically, is that you have a company that you work at that is governed by a collective bargaining agreement. And the people that created that collective bargaining agreement worked very hard and continue to work every month on your behalf. And so you are required to pay them your dues. And those dues go to pay the cost of that arbitration, that negotiation, we're talking plane tickets, hotels, uh, renting of rooms, you know, and and all the things. you know that stuff is very expensive you know but all that effort and time they're professionals right like this is not something you can do by yourself you want to go you want to go and negotiate by yourself maybe i'm not a great negotiator guys it depends on each union it depends on each union has their own their own set but yeah we absolutely have have training you know it's elected most of them are elected you know unions are democratic organizations and uh those the people that our representatives are go through training and uh you know and they're very familiar with their job but but um if they have to do it full-time they need to be compensated and uh they they should have benefits and 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 make a living wage and and uh you know some of the presidents are responsible for thousands and thousands of employees and and so they have uh better wages is that where the controversy lies and that's where the controversy lies is that that you have certain so there's this belief that that those the money that you're giving with your monthly contribution isn't going to pay mm-hmm. for the actual cost of what those people are doing. It's just buying them nice suits. Well, and, some, something and I've heard a lot like is that. like, you know, unions did a great job of getting laws passed that protect workers' rights, but these days they're just making making sure lazy people don't get fired. You know, these days your dues yeah, aren't going right. to that same kind of change. That they used to go to when labor unions really needed to fight. So you're saying right to work then is so right to work is your you can go to that company and not pay those union dues. Mm-hmm. Okay. And work at that company and not pay those union dues, but you get all the, you benefits, the benefits. All the benefits, yeah. That that, that were that were negotiated, but you don't pay for those benefits so for you, the for the work that went into. Those so yeah. Plans. So in the plumbers union. When you get laid off, if you're out of work, you go sign a list, right? So we pay a pretty small percentage of out of our paycheck for our dues. We have a four-person management office that are elected by us. You can run for it's 
like elected office. Mm-hmm. And that's a full-time job. It's a full-time job. Business manager. We have an organizer. We have a dispatcher that tries to get the guys to work when he gets calls in. <laughs> so we pay for that. But in a right-to-work state, anybody that walks in with a plumbing license or a fitter's license, fitters don't have licenses, but that's another story. So they can come right in and sign our books, and we are required to put them to work. So even though they didn't go to our school, is I thought there was like seniority and stuff as far as distributing the work. So then no. why? No, so no. Okay. it's just like yeah. you're on a Mine list, first come, first yeah. serve. First come, first serve. Really? No Interesting. Idea. So how do you yeah. fight against that uh, and get these? Because I'm sure that's got to be a huge uh, factor when you're pushing for people to join the union, right? I mean, what's the why join the union? Why? Well, well, I mean, why when, am I going to join the union? Like why right now, get the same stuff you guys get. Why am I going to join it? Right. 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 So you join the union. Um, I mean, you you answered a little bit of that earlier, the, but you know, right. you have to like people right have to be making the idealistic. You have to see the value in the what is created by that organization, mm-hmm. and if if you can see that value, you can understand that those people are put that time in. You can see the difference in wages. You can see those people representing. Like I said, in in my union, uh, my representative. The, the local chairman and stewards and people, we work constantly to uh, protect the employees' rights at work. And they see that. They see that. And so when, say, you got in trouble at work and you, you violated a rule and you're subject to discipline or whatever, if you want a person who's going to represent you and try and keep you from being fired, do it for free. Right. You know, or do you want that do you want person? Or do you want? Yeah, do you, you know? want the public defender, or do you want the actual? Or do you want Johnny Cochran? The Johnny Cochran, yeah. and that—that's that. For, and I want for Johnny me, Cochran. That's my biggest selling point. Right. You know, is that that the protections that come along with with being part of a union are have value and are worth investing. An insurance, investing yeah. In. Dan, yeah. I, I want to go back to your. So, why are you going to join the union, right? So you're going to show up. You're going to sign that list. You're going to go out to a job with 30 guys, right? Right. 30 union brothers that have that have gone to that school, paid their dues, and now you're going to show up and just do that? The guys, are just the, going to walk on. The guys out in the field, the management will put you on the job, but the guys in the field handle that, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. That's why we call them scabs. <laughs> oh, ooh. Oh, jeez. Wow. <laughs> Who did no, my husband that, just call a scab the other day? That's fair, though. I mean, right? You know, like, probably in our union. Like, in our union. <laughs> we call them scabs. They're freeloaders. Yeah, the office, the you management know, um, will do everything right. But as soon as the guys out in the field labor hear about it, is, is very you're not going to be there very long. Oh, I'm sorry. I okay. didn't mean to interrupt you. No, no I want to hear more about a scabs. Labor union, a labor union <laughs> is very similar to a homeowner's association. Uh-huh. Um, you know, the homeowner's association collects dues from every uh, person that owns a home oh, in man. that community. And you may not like your homeowners association. I fucking hate homeowners. Oh, <laughs> I know they drive you crazy, uh, right? Well, the can. the unions are the same thing. And we have members uh, who drive uh, us uh, crazy. Sorry, but the reality is, is that if your homeowners He's association is running efficiently, oh, I'm sorry, I'm tapping my hand on the table and <laughs> making a bunch of noise. But yeah, if your homeowners association is running efficiently, then your community is going to benefit from that, right. and the weight and the value of your house is going to go up. Whether they have a common grounds that they take care of, um, or whether the 
you know, whether they have covenants that they enforce in that community or whatever, even if it's just have running, to have certain trees. Running a, yeah, certain trees. Or they have trees. to be certain, like, colors of bricks. I think we guys. know who the scab is in yeah. his neighborhood. <laughs> scab. I gotta have a license. Scab. They need me to show up at seven a.m. But, but Why can't Tesla's running over stuff. Dan, your house is worth right generally right a house lawn. and a homeowners association. And I, and I wash it with my little A T-shirt on, and oh man, a house and a homeowners Daisy association is worth fifteen percent more than a house and a non-homeowners association. Mm. Oh wow, there you go. really? Absolutely. So that's the answer, right? Like, why so that's I, the why answer. I put up with those guys? Like, well, because it, it makes it raises the value of They're your home. They're the worst. Somebody value said, your home. They're not the worst. John. So where can people go to find out one if there is a union for whatever they're working in, or two, they know there's a union. How do they find oh, out? Oh, that's a great. How question. to get in yeah. contact? Well, I think that the first thing is um, search the internet. I think if if you're yeah. if you're uh, in an industry that is like a, you're a tradesman or something like that it's you know if you're an electrician for example or if you're a plumber you know it's pretty it's pretty easy to um, be exposed to you know the idea that you need to be a journeyman and uh, that that's having all those certifications and and it's really in the in the trades it, you know in my in my company it's a certification and in my industry it's it's a it's a license and right. uh, you want those things so and I'll, and I'll tell you right now, we're dying for help. Um, you know, the state lost five hundred plumbers so, in the last two years. I've heard that from the IBEW too. The electricians right. are really suffering. So you can go down, you can go on, you can go on a website, and uh, like AFLCIO is a, has a good website. I can't, I don't know if it's AFLCIO.com or AFLCIO.org, but they can. Uh, Kobe will find it. Yeah, like yeah. Find, find the right one and put it in the show notes. Yeah, along with our, we our the states, on and we can also put the national. Because, like Danny, you know, something that you mentioned uh, before we kind of turned the mics on was that you know the the railroaders are governed by a national, um, a national coordinated bargaining group. Yeah, yeah. Whereas you know, for some of the others, like you know, like Shane, you've talked about, like there's a state, mm-hmm. there's know, a state and yeah. a national. Yeah, so, yeah, so but, it, yeah. you know, th- things can be very different. You know, ve- mm-hmm. unions can be very different. So we'll put both, and then that way you can determine mm-hmm. which works best for you. Wh- what it is that you in fact do yeah i used to work at walmart and uh i tried Scab. To, i tried to yeah i tried to unionize <laughs> them i tried to unionize them how did that work out over using scab. you're like we don't want to be locked in at night <laughs> do they do that to you in the night shift lock they were in? terrible they did not they were not having it all their like propaganda against unions mm-hmm. oh man they're uh one of the one of the videos that they show it's like um how Nancy works at X Supercenter and is not a union member and she makes so much more money because the dirty unions don't take it from her pocket. Oh wow. I'm like wow. for real guys? No, that's not the case. No, yeah. like they, so they act like the money she would make more money without the union because she's not paying dues. Right. That's the argument. That's and that's completely garbage. It's pretty, like, that's not yeah, true. Like that here's another thing true. with our dues is those four we vote on how much we pay on the dues. Like well, we go. say, management's, you mm-hmm. know, the four guys we hire, we're saying they need, to, they come to us and say, we need a dollar, they work for you. Two dollars more a month. And we're like, now figure it out. Right? Yeah. They work figure for it you. Out, cut somebody. Looks like somebody's losing their job. Right? If well, they come to us le- legitimately, then we, you know, every couple of years, we do 
take a little more money out and give them money. But it's not like everybody thinks the union, just because you join the union, they take all your money. No way. Right? We decide how much money we give them. It's absolutely, you know, we vote on our dues as well. Right. And then uh, a portion of your dues usually stay in your local chapter or your, your, your local uh, committee. Mm-hmm. And then you have a portion of those dues that go towards the national and right. the different it's it's spelled out and you can go down to your union hall and you can go down go to your union meetings and you you are they are required to tell you where your money goes right and so uh you can act if if you don't like the way that how that money's being spent it has to be it's it has to all be transparent you know so you can see where that money is going well thanks danny for all that great information um oh i got one more thing okay because so i have Mm-hmm. Uh, you're so, gonna put a okay. Go mm-hmm. ahead. So I mean, uh, I mean, I work in a place where like th- there's no unions, right? Like sure. Like and no one's talking about a union. Like they they just they just wouldn't. But we, I mean, this company is massive. You know, headquarters are in Europe. Uh, you know, so there are a lot of you know, we've got you know sister offices in a lot of European countries which enjoy certain protections because of government things there. Mm-hmm. You know, our our offices are here, and so what I'm wondering is like you know my work is white collar and like. Are there such a thing as white collar unions? Absolutely. You know what I mean? Like, well, there absolutely like, what does are. that look like? And if I wanted to, you know, begin talking to folks, like, I don't, I'm an intern, you know? And so if I were to, <laughs> hey, we're all going to, you know, they go, you're like, oh, yeah. here. hey, don't, don't come back on Monday. But, <laughs> but say that I, I had, you know, like I've been working for this company and I'm like, guys, maybe we should, you know, because like, for example, there was a guy that just left our company and he went to another company. And the exact thing that he talked about was what we've talked about here today. It was that like, guys, I just got paid a lot more money to go work over here for this company. And I gladly would have stayed here, but the wages are so depressed that it just doesn't make sense for me. And, mm-hmm. and the guy worked there for almost 15 years. And he hey. said, I'm out, right? And so my question, Danny, is like, where does one, where does a person begin to sort of understand how to organize a union and... Well, there's you know, this thing called the... Uh, a card vote or it's a vote where where basically under the law everybody in that shop or that company votes whether they want to become a union mm-hmm. and then usually one of the unions comes in at, or some point and they, they say we want that particular organization to represent us mm-hmm. and uh, if everybody votes then then everybody starts paying dues there's a lot of pressure. These companies put a lot of pressure right. and and manipulate uh, employees into where they they don't make that vote. So well, and it's kind of tough because if you're, I mean, if you're in something like let's say, I don't know, marketing, like there's a lot of people who do marketing, and it's kind of impossible to get all of those people to join together into some kind of union. Right. And a lot of them are independent contractors and are are competing with each other. But where you have Employees that are all doing basically the same type of work at an or at a company or something like that They feel like they're being unfairly treated and they have grievances that aren't being addressed by the owner of their company or the corporation that they work for then yeah, they have they have a right through the through the National Labor Relations Act to to have a, a ballot and and vote to join a union and usually a union comes in, the person that is organizing that uh, has a, a representative from the union that uh, wants to 
do that comes in and, and helps facilitate that process. Hmm. And I think that's so actually if you work for a homework. big company. If you work for a big company and one of the, you know, like auto leave, for example, or, or, uh, you know, Peterson or, or some of these larger companies or, or, uh, the, the uh, trucking company, like, like the one, uh, or Kelly Clark or, or, um, what's that big one up in North Ogden, the Swift or something like oh, that, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, um, yeah. So if you work for one of these companies, uh, I encourage you to, um, maybe reach out to one of these unions and, and find out how that process might start. But please just don't tell your company that you're doing it <laughs> Yeah. because right now the laws are, are kind of weighed on their side and, and, uh, you know, we're, we're the, the, we're working to change that. In fact, uh, you know, they, they just, uh, have a new, they had a new bill in the federal government this year. I think it's uh, HR 2474. This is called the PRO Act, and it's uh, Protecting Rights to Organize Act, and it's going to change the. Uh, if it goes through, uh, it's going to it's going to change the 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 rights of employees to be able to organize and make it easier to organize, and and it's going to uh, prevent um, companies from from interfering with that organization process. Mm. You know. Uh, it's disgusting to me that that these companies have have such power you know that we we've, we've granted them as a society this power over us right people <clears throat> these know. days don't even realize you know all of the employees of a local company could get together and say we together are going to stand together if you don't uphold our rights but they just don't even like value their own labor in that way they don't realize that they are the people holding that company up? Right, Absolutely, your company needs you more than you need, you need it. Right? Yeah, because that's what I was. And that's true right for every one of us, and everybody needs to understand that. Well, it's like if everybody gets together, and you know, say like at a at a company, and it's like, well, what's going to happen? You know, Colby, if we all get together and the company just fires us all, like they can't. Like if they once if, you're together, yeah. Like if you have everybody in on this thing, and they say, all right, you're all fired. That hey, you're going to bring in a whole new team for at least two months, right? Or or indefinitely. Yeah, mm-hmm. because like they have to, then HR has to go out and find people like, and we've talked about skill level here today, right? They have to go out and find people with right. your and, qualified and, skill And level. institutional knowledge. And are they willing to do it? Right. They probably aren't, so they're going to play ball. Right. Mm-hmm. Right, and you're not asking like for 100% raises and going to break you are. the company. <laughs> right? Unless you are. I mean, I mean that's, that's the perception though, is people think as soon as you unionize, you're just going to show up and be like, hey, yeah, I'm going right. to I'm, I'm, it I'm be, go from 25, I want 50 right now. Given the way you're, things yeah. are going, it might be worthwhile to unionize just to maintain what you currently have. Oh, you're absolutely <laughs> you're, no, right. You are, you, know, you are right. Yeah, that that's another another uh, misconception is that we want the companies that we work for to succeed. If our company makes money, we make money. Right. Yeah. Yeah. All we're asking is for our fair share piece of the pie. And... There's a lot of companies out there that don't want to give that to you. They don't even want to disclose the profits and and that they're making off of your labors. Or they're gonna, you know? or they're gonna. And they want to do everything to prevent you. Yeah, they want to do everything they can to prevent you from from exercising your legal rights to organize. You know, like I don't think people know their value. Kind of going to what John said is, like back in the '70s, '80s, you went and worked for somebody and you stayed there forever, and it seemed like they took care of you, right? Mm-hmm. 
but it didn't happen, right? Well, if you started in the 80s, you thought it, I got a decent job, I'm making mo- decent yeah, those are money. Those guys were getting laid off. 25 years later, yeah. you're not living a better life, right? You should be living the equal mm-hmm. life, right? And that didn't happen. Right. You know, I think it happened in the 50s. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? Like you went to a furniture store, you were a salesman, and you could raise a family being that, right? And now it's just young kids in those, you know, in the paint stores. You know, it's it's tough to find a solid job. Yeah. You know, good paying job in America right now, in my opinion. You know what I mean? Right. Well, and I was going to say, because it's really tough to have a call to action for this, because it's like you're not going to go out there and unionize. But you should go out and read the NLR, the the National Labor Relations Act. Like, go read that and think about why that was codified, and think about what that's really saying about you and your place in this country as a worker. And then, you know, just start paying attention to uh, unions around you, the kind of rights that you know, pay disparities. Yeah, I think that as far as a call to action, I would say, pay attention to how much you're actually doing for what you're being paid for right. as an right. individual, you know? And mm-hmm. and Especially start to realize if you're working play. 40 hours a week for a company, are they paying you what you're worth? Mm-hmm. And if you think they aren't, then ask privately your coworkers if they feel the same. Right. And Privately. If, I would say, yeah, because unfortunately there is in, in a right to work state that, that there, there, like I said, this, this pro act, the, it would change all that. But, uh, right, as it is right now, they can, there is a legal recourse for a company to fire you if you discuss your wages right. with other employees. But, but if there is a general discontent in your, in your company with, you know, your wage, your benefits, then, then it might be worth it to to call up your local Teamsters or your local um, IBW or your local uh, Smart Union and and ask them because you know just because you're a trade union and plumbers union don't you don't necessarily have to represent plumbers just okay. because you're uh, a Teamsters union, which is which is generally you know truck drivers, doesn't mean they have to represent truck drivers. These people have the skills and ability to represent anybody. Right. And in fact, uh, you know my the organization that I work for is called the uh, the Sheet Metal Air Rail and Transportation, and we actually have represent bus drivers. We represent locomotive uh, engineers, trainmen, brakemen. We also represent uh, some some uh, baggage handlers at different airports and things like that. But there's also some like uh, different crafts that we take, like like people who work in hotels and things like that. Yeah, because that's a big thing down you in know? Vegas, right? Like they're unionized down there in Vegas, yeah. right? My brother-in-law, he's worked, you know, as a manager for a hotel for years, man. And so many times that guy, I mean, this guy is like a trained like he didn't go to college for this but like he's been on the job for almost 20 years and like this guy knows how to run these these hotels and motels right dude's not unionized and he's suffering because of it i would say because just that like that you know but you get out of vegas oh yeah it's all it's all organized down there man well and the last guys they're getting paid you know what they deserve a pinky's up. <laughs> well, hang on. So, One last oh little thing. God, John. <laughs> I'll give you a better transition. 
because the last thing I wanted to mention as far as resources for people, they have an opportunity, I think every month they could get together with local union people and maybe get a better idea of what it's like. That's what the... Yeah, that's one of the things that I've been really excited to be part of, and that's uh, this Northern Utah Labor Council. And we meet every month in at the old post office building, and it's on the... The old post office is 24th and Grant, yes. downtown Ogden. Yes, we're up on the third floor. We meet every month, and um, it is on the I'm going to come wearing a shirt that says uh, scab on it. <laughs> See what you guys do. Don't do it. Scab. I'm going to come protesting the fucking homeowners. <laughs> That's HOAs. Okay. Down the with second HOAs. Wednesday of every month. They protect the property. Nice. That's the and third floor of the old the post third office third floor of the old post office building. And uh, it's just, you don't even have to be a union member to come. Uh, you don't have to be, you just have to be interested in uh, employees' rights and, and, uh, that kind of thing and we can we can give you those resources um what if excellent. we showed up trying to fire employees mm-hmm. like how how is the best way to get rid of this employee no i'm just kidding okay 24th where where's the old post office 24th and grant second, second wednesday. wednesday so that's probably about a month out yeah mm-hmm. i believe the next meeting is at uh shane's gonna be there right shane I think that's going to be June. 5th. The next thing is the next meeting is uh, June Wednesday, June twelfth. Let's put it on the site, like oh, yeah. over and over again. Yeah, I'll yeah. put it there. Yeah, yeah. I'd love to see a bunch of people come up and yeah. ask questions. Yeah, I've been to those meetings. They're good. You get just mm-hmm. people from a couple different uh, industries mm-hmm. getting together. Yeah. All local uh-huh. people. Sheer shoes. <laughs> yeah, we have a Facebook group, Northern Utah Labor <laughs> Council. Oh, right? oh uh, nice. Man, I'll get in there. And and. Uh, Join that, and uh, you know the, the AFL CIO in in Salt Lake City is is down there on Redwood Road, and uh, that's where the the state headquarters is. is. And uh, they have a lot of resources as far as uh, organizing and stuff like that. Thanks. All right. My nice. Way. So we'll put we'll put that uh, all that stuff up on our show notes. Uh, I think we're gonna put a poll out to our audience too. Yeah. Right to work, to yes or no? I looked up on Facebook. I'm gonna do it. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna get things. Is, is there a Facebook event for that uh, that monthly Labor event? Yeah. Council? Yeah. yeah so we'll add it to our own Facebook page. Oh yeah. Go that's, ahead. that's an easy thing, and I, I do that a lot. Is that yeah, an easy we, thing? Yeah. We put yeah. a Facebook event on there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we do post a Facebook. Hater. <laughs> Friggin' hater. That's good. We'll add it. Yeah. That's a. That's a. That, yeah, you're that's right, it. John. That was a great segue to. Our pinkies up, thumbs down. Well, not as good as this one, but. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> pinkies up, thumbs down. Maybe got Shane, them. let's go. To, oh, we're going to go to the right of my right. Oh, yeah, yeah. So now one. that we're talking about it, um, if you're looking for a job, right? I tried to hire five guys. That's why I called the union hall, and they were struggling to get guys right mm. now. So. So now it's new apprentices. Take time off and go work for you. So how you does feel, that work? So the last guys I sent in. They had they sent their application in. They interview like every three months. They went to work within a week of their interviews. Mm. So we're booming. Starting starting pay. I mean, total benefits. You're going to start over fifty thousand a year first day. First. I shouldn't even go to college. 
Like, what? Yeah. I mean, master's degree and I won't make that start, much. <laughs> the starting pay will be like 1950 plus no insurance out of pocket, pension. Yeah, I could use some help this summer. But will my hands get hurt? Yeah, yeah wow, make, man. I make, have a lot of scabs on my fingers. Scab! Yeah, no shit you do. Scab. We have a few ladies that do it now, and they're awesome. Oh, my gosh. You I know, couldn't handle those days. They'd kick the my AFL ass. The AFL-CIO just had a women in trades fair. Right? Yeah, yeah, they advertised it, it all over IG. It was nice. really cool. We had I already feel bad hey. enough about myself. Then I hang around women that know what they're doing and accomplish things. I'll feel even worse. Hey, they had to start, they had to start, start somewhere. somewhere. My thumbs down like or maybe Wait, the pinkies that, up. Wait, I thought that was your pinkies up. You can't take... No, no, no. Oh I, want to, I, want, I want to do two. No, he's still talking about We are recording through the last episode of Game of Thrones. My wife's texting me, where time. the F are you oh, right now? Oh, well, yeah. yeah. So, All right, we'll wrap it up. so I've got another thing. <laughs> but, but, but you know what? It'll never happen again. You guys promise we'll never record? Oh, because yeah. the show's over. Yeah, because cool. the show's over. Yeah. That's cool. That's fine. <clears throat> hey, you're not missing anything. Did you watch Endgame? Marvel Endgame? No. Marvel Endgame. Don't wait. Oh. The most, don't die. The most epic fight scenes ever. I never thought I could. Shame. They're incredible. Okay, we're John moving on. Yeah. Mm. I haven't seen yeah, the first call one. Oh, oh, yeah. oh no. They're, they're all in, yeah. like. Is there three? It's so good. John Wick one is good. They call it Gun Fu. <laughs> they had this knife fight. That was the craziest thing ever seen. Like, oh then there was a dog. They're fight. not. They're not. Uh, oh, like two so guys swinging dogs at each other. They were like. Ah. <laughs> Yeah, right. Dude, we gotta make that Sorry. a gift. What just happened right there needs to be a gift. <laughs> oh my goodness. Too bad. All right. All right. Who else? Who else? So do you? We're going to Danny, right, Danny? Um, thumbs up. Pinkies up, thumbs or, down. Sorry, pinkies up. Pinkies up. Uh, the. Pause. Going back to the uh, the plumbers, you uh, yeah. you go to Utah Career Center at 640 oh, North sure. Billy Mitchell Road in Salt Lake. Is where you would get that application. I'm gonna cut all that out. <laughs> Wanted to get this right. But, uh, <laughs> I, was try- I was just trying to bridge a little bit. Yeah, You're man. right. It is not. It is Boom! Not I told you. I apologize. John Wick now is too good to, oh, to be on in. any of those <laughs> streaming apps. I've never seen John any Wick. Of them. Was- you never seen any of them? No, I haven't. Oh, the first John Wick was amazing. Dude, I didn't right. think I wanted to see it, and then I saw yeah, it. And I like, and I like the second one too. Yeah. <laughs> oh, sorry. Uh, you, you ready? You got yeah, yours? Yeah, I'm ready. So yeah, my my pinky up is that the the protecting <laughs> the right to organize act was introduced earlier this month. Oh yeah, all right. And, nice. and uh, that was introduced by uh, the pro. representative Bobby Scott from Virginia. Does it have and co-sponsors? Do you know? It has pretty much every Democrat oh, co-sponsored. Good. All right, that's what I'm talking about. Awesome. You know, pretty Democrats much every one of them. No, both parties are the same. Forty in the Senate would have co-sponsored this right out of the gate. All right. It's also sponsored. It's also uh, sponsored, or I don't know, by every single uh, presidential candidate. For, oh, on the Democratic the side. Democrats, yeah. Every single one of them. This good. Is, it, it's a huge piece of legislation that would absolutely um, change labor right. as we know it, I think. It's pretty, right. it's pretty grand. See, and this plan. is why elections matter, man. This is why elections matter. Right. You cannot say that both parties are the same because the Democrats are doing things like this. You can't even say that all the candidates are the same. I feel like. No, you cannot. And we talked about that last time. <laughs> yeah, we're not getting on that yeah, tangent no, again. We're not going to get on that. <laughs> Alright, anybody else have, have one? one. Alright. just three words. Fuck you, Alabama. 
Uh, <laughs> I was actually going to tell you about yeah. that too. So those are my three words. Thumbs down. So give money to Planned Parenthood. Elections yeah. matter, right? Elections yeah. matter. Elections matter. That's elections a good thumbs matter. down. Elections have consequences. Yes, they, they do. I'm so what glad about the that chick out of Arizona? Excuse me, the chick. That's chicken. The wow. congresswoman <sighs> out of Arizona. Sorry. She, the uh, congresswoman. She, out of Arizona, did you, she introduced a bill that is requiring men to get vasectomies. Did you oh, see that? Oh, that's my new favorite Same solution. But at the same time, it's no, just so no. gross to me that you tip for tat. How about just let everyone but she be did in charge in, of their shit? She did it in But chest. they don't understand yeah, but even, I just She's saying, man, you don't want to waste that. It's killing babies if you just waste your yeah. sperm. That's she true. did it sarcastically. <laughs> yeah. uh, sarcastic. But even then, I'm just, I just, I don't know. So, I mean, my, my pinkies, uh, or my, I guess my thumbs down, really, is kind of in the same vein, right? Like, you know, watching all of the stuff that's happened in, you know, a lot of the southern states, you know, here in the last week, um, it's just, it annoys me because, like, I feel like people on the right are being super disingenuous. Like, there's a lot of talk about abortion and, you know, what, who should blah, 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 and all this stuff, and, and people on the right are saying, well, you know, we, we need to go out there and we need to fight for the, for the unborn. But then it's like at the same time, you know, like you're, you're not, though, because as soon as that person is born, you don't care about them. Like you literally don't care. Like you don't want Medicaid. You know, you're fighting Medicaid expansion. You don't want good public education. I saw a report today that said that, you know, Donald Trump would like to cut seven point one billion dollars from the Department of Education budget. Right. Ridiculous. Yeah. And, and so it's like I, I care about, you know, and we're going to make, you know, these people be born. You know, we're going to make these children be born. It's like and then what? Nothing for them. Nothing. But it's not even. It is not even just have them be born, even any type of gestation. I, it is, I had unprotected sex. I went to Planned Parenthood, got my plan B the next day. They don't even want you to have access to yeah. that yeah, next to plan day B. medication right. Right. that can keep it from becoming a baby because in their mind, they're this, saving the universe. This clump of cells is already and so, a person. Yeah, fuck you, Alabama. There you go. But, uh, but yeah, so I think that, like, that, that's why, like, my thumbs down is on that because, like, I saw, I mean, I'm, I'm a Mormon, I'm part of the LDS church, and I saw a lot of people on social media this weekend, well, I guess before I went camping, but they were talking about, like, crazy things like, well, you know, like you said, there's no access in Alabama whatsoever. You know, what about a 12-year-old child? This is a child, a 12-year-old, that has, you know, been raped, and now you're requiring that person, that child, to carry that child to term. And you're saying, well, you know, maybe that's something that they need to heal. Like, that's gross. Like, that's disgusting. Well, yeah. And people in my own church are saying that. And it's like, guys, wake up. You know, because they don't, they, for some reason, there's this weird badge of honor in the church where it's like, well, I'm to the right of the church on abortion. Because the church, for a lot of people that don't know, allows for abortion in the case of rape, incest, or threat to the life of the mother. And and, and in Alabama, they're saying, no, none of those things. I'm going to say, fuck that. You can have whatever abortion you want. <laughs> Yeah, your but, body, you're right. But yeah, but exactly. But and then that's that's where I always go beyond that. It's like yeah, but beyond that, guys, like didn't we, you know, like what you're about personal responsibility. Yeah. And, you know, we, and we, Danny, you talked about this earlier about this sort of this libertarianism that exists within Utah, where it's like I'm my own person and I'm you know individual. Okay. It's like well, then you would think that you would get on board with I get to pick what I is going to happen to my body, but it's not happening. So thumbs down to that man. Yeah. Like it's right it's individualism in that in that case. Yeah, certainly. Right, yeah, you can straight you out can, Ayn Rand. Yeah. You can force them to carry it to term, but you can't force oh, them not to right. smoke crack the whole time they're pregnant. And all these people aren't out there adopting crack babies, so 
I don't have a thumbs down or a pinky up. Well, I even saw a meme that was like, wouldn't it be his great? His hand is just normal. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like, he's, he's like Commodus. No like his palms. Um, his palm has middle. been working really hard to too put. Too much this week. Neither. Oh, that didn't sound right. Uh, yeah, we'll move on from that. <laughs> Mine was today. All right. Yeah. It was neutral. So I have a pinkies up to Bernie Sanders. Yay. Bernie my guy. Yeah. Bernie will call for a ban on for-profit charter schools. Man, Woo. I've had this beef for so long since... Uh, Don't you go to... No, private school. Go to private school. Oh, yeah. For-profit private schools, great. Absolutely. For-profit charter schools, bad. According to the campaign, Sanders will outline a series of reforms he deems necessary to charter school policy, among them mandating that charter schools comply with the same oversight requirements as public schools. Accredit your teachers. I fuck. I can't stand that Mm -hmm. some charter schools are taking money from public school education and that shit drives me crazy. John, that's not my My kids are going to charter school. So I was going to say Look at every, look at everybody's school. Cool. Bring it on. Nowhere yet. What I will say is this, and, and I can see there are definitely problems. Right? So just this week, I was just last week. So American International School of Utah, it's a charter school, it's a public charter, right down in down in Salt Lake, where, where our kids had basketball tournament. Damn. Right, 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 yes. right, right. So people on the board, because the way it works is like basically the charter school board is like the school board, but yeah, they just. They just are there right right so some folks on that board apparently took money which a good chunk of that is public money and and now that school is going to have to close because they're they're no longer going to be solvent and there's like no penalty if you've ever been to that school that school is massive it's human it's so nice it used to be a roller rink oh man but dude, like, really? No, no, no. Where we were then? We went yeah. to America West or something like that. American Nobody Perfect cares. Academy. No. American Perfect oh. International School is right by the freeway. Like you say, Fort Worth okay. Galleria. That's yeah. where it used to be. But, How oh, old wow. I am? Yeah. No, I no love way. That. I remember. Wait a minute. Like the ball pit. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I never went there, but our summer school went there. That was like where rich kids went. The point is, can you imagine? Can you imagine the Mormon kids in Clinton? A public school, uh, you know, like a public school board and somebody stealing money from the taxpayer and then not being prosecuted for it, it would not happen. Please Google Sue Ross. It did happen. Sue Ross, Davis School District. She embezzled $13 million from the Title I program. And they never prosecuted her. And they never prosecuted her. They told her, no, no, Susan. Susan Roth from yeah. Davis County. You'd be amazed at how many people no, aren't being held accountable. Davis County. Okay, I'm sorry. Rap We're getting a hard rap. Okay, we gotta, <laughs> right we gotta so find out if R.E.S. survives. We do have yeah. to know uh, some upcoming events. Okay. Uh, uh, we got here the Tax Reform Town Hall right. coming up May 21st, right? Yep, talked about it last week. Uh, the Democrats are doing tax reform town halls across the state. Ogden's is on Tuesday, the 21st. This will be at the uh, main library in Ogden, the one they just renovated downtown so uh, if we release this late it's too late yeah so john miles will be there representing uh junction city podcast no way somebody should go thanks john ogden show up they're they're coming to ogden they want to hear what you Meg, did i say john miles i meant meg uh also coming up the funk and dive have learned uh teamed up with some of the coolest professors in the area they're doing a funk and dive university lecture series the first one 
This is the second mm, one. Second yeah. one. Susan yeah. Matt did one on the railroad. Will be on Tuesday, May twenty eighth, seven p.m. to eight thirty p.m. Come out and learn something, or just get drunk. I mean, whatever. The five W's and one H of socialism. Yeah, John Solito, friend of mine, smart guy, has done a lot of research about socialist movements in Utah. Uh, it's gonna be great. So come out. That'll the funk is a cool one. place. Uh, Young Democrats of Utah Board of uh, Board Elections are on May 29th at 7 p or 7 p.m. at Salt Lake Public Library. Salt Lake Public Library. It's a statewide statewide board. So it's for, it's it's statewide. It's Young Democrats it's of Utah, bill. and we've been working on building the caucus up here in Weber County. But you know these are the folks that are going to represent us for the next year. Maybe, How, maybe next two years. What's the what's the cutoff date for like 35. young? 35. 35. You got to be 35 years old. Oh, what's or, up? So 14 to 35. I can go. Just barely. Wait. You guys are whispering about Game of Thrones, <laughs> and yeah. we all look. We all some of us like want to watch Game of Thrones. Of it and had to leave. So no, look. Some of us watch it because crazy. we like it. Others of us. Watch it to hate watch it. It's like, like I'm Lately. at this point, I'm watching it uh, as a hate watch. And like we like, say every week. Stupid. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. Give them the stuff, Dan, and let's get out of here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, if you want to get a hold of us, uh, uh, leave us, a, send us an email, junctioncitypodcast at gmail.com. Like, subscribe, uh, follow us, whatever, on Twitter, Facebook, and Insta, Junction City Podcast. I also want to say, please share the podcast on social media so that more people can find out about it. That really helps us. And we want to get the us. message out for you know good things like you know what we talked to Danny about here today. And thanks so much for having me, guys. This is yeah, it was a pleasure. Danny. I learned lots of things. Yeah, yeah Meg, awesome do you have man. anything else, Meg? You want to like? <laughs> no, Meg does not. <laughs> I have a couple questions for Danny. Right. Oh man. Yeah. Megs, no. come back next week, Meg. Let's go. It's time to go. Uh, All right. Time to go, everybody. Like we say every week. All politics is local. <laughs>